It's another Sunday, which means it's time for Mile High Magazine, and I am Murphy Houston. Hope you're having a great morning. We appreciate you being here, and we have a great discussion today. You know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, which is right around the corner. And joining me this morning from Rocky Mountain Cancer Center is Dr. Sarah Robinson, who is a medical oncologist. Dr. Robinson, how are you? I'm doing great, Murphy. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for what you do. And I know our topic today is male breast cancer. And as you and I were mentioning before we started recording here, is that I am a male breast cancer survivor. And I guess the topic I'd like to start with is people still don't believe men can get breast cancer, but it is fairly common, isn't it? Yeah, you know, in the United States, it's it's not as common as women getting breast cancer, of course, but it does represent about 1% of all breast cancers diagnosed each year. Uh, and we do see it, for sure. It, it can be a little higher in other countries, but uh, for different reasons, of course. But it's definitely something we see and men need to be more aware of. Yeah, and I try to get the word out, but it, it's it's hard. You know, men are kind of hard-headed. Agreed? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and they don't like to come to the doctor at all. No, no, especially for breast cancer. Because uh, my story is kind of a different one. This happened about five years ago, and I was wrestling with my grandson at my house at a birthday party, and he head-butted me in the chest. And it it felt weird. Mm -hmm. And I'd done enough work about breast cancer. My wife's a two-time survivor. I thought, I better get that checked. So I went to my doc. He said, yeah, there's a little something here, but I think it's a cyst. Mm-hmm. Went, okay, but he said, let's get a biopsy. So we did. And uh, the surgeon that did that part, so he thought it was a cyst until, surprise, it was breast cancer. Wow. Um, and wow. it's otherwise, I never would have thought about it. I think a lot of men are that way. And I mentioned now that I go out and do a lot of emceeing at events, and I always ask the men about male breast cancer. And it's amazing how many guys don't know that men can even get breast cancer. But it's true. Right, right. And it's interesting, a lot of times injuries such as the one you have will draw your attention to an area that men think might be caused by something other than breast cancer. So they're easy to ignore it. So what are signs, let's tell them, what should a man be looking for? Well, I mean, any painless lump should be a concern in the male breast. Uh, The male breast doesn't have lobules for lactation, but it's still from embryonic stages generates ducts. So the ducts are there just like they are in women. And so generally a painless mass needs evaluated with mammogram and ultrasound, just like it would be with a woman. Well, I got to tell you, I had to do a mammogram. And that was uh, after all the years of my wife doing mammograms and not quite understanding what the situation was like. I now do. But I'll tell you what, I really felt I felt sorry for the poor nurse. Because I walked in there, and the look on her face, and she said, I've never done a man man before. And I said, well, I've never had a mammogram before. Let's get to it. Yeah. It was was hard, but it has to be done. Now you can sympathize a little bit. Oh, (laughs) I mean, yeah. yeah, It's a a real interesting experience, one I don't want to go through again. Let's put it that way. Right. And, uh, you know, does a family history of breast cancer, I mean, I think in some of the research I've done, male, female, it's not necessarily family history, is it? No, not at all. I'd say the majority is not. As with women, um, you know, breast cancer can run in the family, but in men specifically, if they have a first-degree relative, uh, there is an associated increased risk of breast cancer. So I think the the most recent statistic was about 
uh, 15 to 20 percent of men with breast cancer have a family history um, of the disease compared to only seven or six percent of the general male population. So a family history definitely raises the risk just like it would um, in women. But because it's so much more rare in men, it bumps it a little higher. Yeah, and I think, uh, as you mentioned earlier, uh, by the way, we're talking with Dr. Sarah Robinson from the Rocky Mountain Cancer Center, who's a medical oncologist there. I think men let it go a long time. I think women are maybe because of what we see on radio or hear on radio and see on TV that about women, breast cancer. Men just have a, a tendency to ignore it and wait, and then when they find out, it's almost too late. It can be. I mean, the the statistic is definitely leans toward locally advanced disease and sometimes in a worst case scenario, scenario somewhere they could be, you know, a further stage generally because of what you're saying. They do ignore it and they think it's nothing and then it doesn't go away. And by the time they seek medical attention, it, the breast cancer may have already traveled to the local lymph nodes. Yeah, I didn't. I was lucky. I got it early only because of my early education through what my wife went through. And I'm grateful for that. In fact, to the point I got it so early, I'd never even had chemotherapy or even radiation. Just the the surgery part that, uh, you know. Now, do you have a family history out of curiosity? No. In fact, I was going to mention, I did some research on that. Now, my mother was adopted and we don't know a lot about her background. So Mm -hmm. there could be something there. But as far as my dad's side, no. No family history mm-hmm. whatsoever, and those mm-hmm. family members, the elderly ones that are still alive, were stunned when I mm-hmm. went through what I had gone through, but no family history. And then we, of course, both my wife and I did genetic testing, and I would think that's pretty much a pertinent, uh, important part of it, don't you think? Very much. I mean, it, men having breast cancer definitely increases the risk of the breast-related cancer gene, BRCA1 and BRCA2. BRCA2 is more commonly implicated in men's breast cancer. It's it's very important to check. So we now genetic testing is very standard, really for men and women now, um, because it plays such a large role in our treatment recommendations. Well, and uh, both our genetic testing for my wife and I proved out to be favorable. That was no no real problems. And then you wonder, well, then how did I get it? How does it happen? Right. Right. You know, I mean, in men... So the most common type of breast cancer in men is estrogen positive. There are definitely subtypes of breast cancer that are not, both in men and women, that drive our decisions to offer chemotherapy or different types of treatment. But the risk factors for estrogen positive breast cancer are the same as they would be in women, mostly extra exposure to estrogen, Um, maybe liver disease. Maybe something else is going on with supplements. Um, but we're not all the, all the time able to pinpoint the, the cause and effect for breast cancer. It's very difficult because there's many people that are very healthy that still get it. Oh, yeah. I'm one of those. And mm-hmm. I got it five years ago. and It was like out of the clear blue. And some of my concern now is I have a son and three daughters, and my three daughters have been tested quite frequently because of her mother. But then I'm thinking, what about my son? Can he get male breast cancer? Is that a possibility? Sure. Sure. I mean, because he now has a first degree relative, his risk goes up to 20%. So, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea to get him into a high risk clinic for monitoring and observation. The risk goes up as we age. So without a genetic mutation, you know, his risk remains low as, his, as he's younger, but as he ages, the risk will increase. 
So I think it's important that all your children be followed in a high-risk clinic, given your history and your wife's history. Yeah, well, the girls are, you know, in early on stages, because my wife first had it back in, like, 95. It was tough to get insurance companies to allow early mammograms on younger family Mm -hmm. members. But now that's kind of eased up a little bit, it seems like. Is that true? It has. The the insurance companies are more open to earlier testing now because they know if we find things early, you know, the cost effectiveness is in their favor. So we've been very successful in getting these imaging and um, their doctor's visits covered now. Yeah, and that's really necessary. So a question that somebody might have sitting out there now, especially guys that are really tuned in to what we're talking about, because it's very rare there's a discussion about male-type breast cancer as opposed to female. Are the treatments different for guys as opposed to what happens to the ladies? They're really not. Uh, They're very similar. Uh, Again, it depends on the stage up front, um, and it depends on the subtype of breast cancer, but we treat it very similarly. You know, if it's an estrogen-positive type of breast cancer, then we're looking at some way to block hormones. Um, If it's not, many times chemotherapy is involved. Uh, Local Local strategies, of course, include surgeries, um, generally lumpectomies or mastectomies with evaluation of the sentinel lymph nodes, which are the lymph nodes under the armpit or the axilla. So there's really not, it's not different because it's the same biology that makes those cancer cells grow. Well, it's important to be really positive. I've always learned and I'm a real advocate of it as early detection is so important. Agreed? Agreed. Very much so. So, So, I mean, I would say any painless lump that's new needs to be evaluated. And a gentleman could start with his primary care physician, and they definitely know how to order mammograms and ultrasounds as a start, and then um, biopsy if indicated. And then we are happy to weigh in on these decisions as medical oncologists. Well, it's it's a real interesting process for a guy because to a most agree it's similar to what my wife went through because I was a real advocate when she first got cancer, the breast cancer the first time. I was on it and studied it and asked questions. Mm-hmm. And then when I went through it, it was very similar, I thought. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Correct. And I, yeah, it is. So if there's some things you wish more men knew about breast cancer, what would that be? I think if you have the risk, if you have a family history, either from a male or female, and maybe you have other underlying medical conditions that might alter estrogen to androgen ratios, such as liver disease, obesity, Uh, marijuana use is actually um, an interesting risk factor now, thyroid disease, or some kind of inherited condition, Um, you know, be on the lookout for changes in the chest. And again, a painless lump uh, should seek medical attention as soon as possible. Back up a little bit about the marijuana thing. You know how big that is in Colorado. What, how does that affect it? It is. It alters the estrogen and androgen ratio. And because over estrogen exposure in gentlemen, males, is a risk factor for the most common type of male breast cancer, it, it has become a risk factor now. Wow. Never heard that before. That's interesting information here. Mm-hmm. And the other one is... I also have a thyroid problem, and I had that before I had the breast cancer. Could that have been a cause or something that helped me along with this situation? Definitely. Thyroid disease is indicated, again, in increasing that that ratio of estrogen over androgen. So it could have been, but 
you know, these things are hard to put in a vacuum and study them individually. So all we know are risk factors outside of genetic inherited conditions. We can never say 100% that that's the reason, but it, it definitely could have increased your risk. So what progress do you see in the future for men and women here, uh, Dr. Robinson? Are we getting on top of it? We hear so much about breast cancer, people raising money for research. Are we making progress in that direction? Will it ever just be gone? Uh, I do think that maybe in my lifetime, I don't know it will be gone. It will still exist, but I think we'll see survival continue to improve, you know, early screening targeted therapies, treating the patient as an individual instead of just lumping them in as breast cancer and treating everyone the same. That, that has all been very favorable and um, working to the advantage of all our patients. So I've seen dramatic changes just in the last 10 years with the therapies we have. And some of it also includes not doing as much as we used to, surgically pulling back radiation on some patients. So we're getting great outcomes with less toxicity as time goes on. Well, and I'll have to agree with that. And I, again, can speak personally. When my wife first got breast cancer back in the mid-90s, what that poor woman had to go through, it was awful. The chemo sure. was awful. The radiation, how her, how she was. And then it was kind of interesting, the oncologist she had at the time, after 20-some years and being with her, said, listen, Carol, you, you, nothing's coming back. I'm going to let you go. I think we're all right. But I want to do one more MRI. I always do this before I let my patients go. And they found it on the other side. Wow. I mean, wow. it's a godlike thing. But through that process, compared to what you did in the 90s, was much easier. Much Totally different. Yep. Totally different. Totally different for sure. And I've had other friends go through it. It was so different. And thank you for what you do on that. I mean, I think you guys are really on top of your game. And I love the Rocky Mountain Cancer Center. You guys are pretty spectacular over there. Well, good. We strive for excellence, and, and we hope that our patients maintain a great quality of life while they get the most effective therapy. Well, Dr. Sarah Robinson, thank you for your time. And men, get out there and be aware of what's going on in your life as well as perhaps your wife's life with those treatments. And, you know, a male breast cancer exam is very similar to the women's, wouldn't you say? I would. I mean, it's just taking a feel and knowing your anatomy. And if something changes, to draw someone's attention to it. Well, thank you again, Dr. Robinson. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, anytime. And this is uh, Murphy Houston. It's Mile High Magazine. We'll take a break and be right back.